Hey everyone, uh, today we're going to be talking about 30 for 30 because Alan's alma mater, The U, has their second documentary, The U Part 2, and we're going to go over that. Aren't you excited about that, Alan? Yes. We're also going to go over some of the upcoming entertainments for 2015 and the new year. What else we got, Alan? We've also got mid-season finales of uh, Season 5 for The Walking Dead and Season 1 for Gotham. All right, we're going to do all that today on the Cluster Fudge. All right, so uh, we have a good holiday season there, Alan? Yes, sir. No, you can actually, have a good holiday season. Yeah, I saw that because I was there for some of it. I visited yeah. uh, your place. Me you, we got the, to spend a little Christmas together. Boom, it was there on Christmas Day. I saw Woo. your baby open her gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty fun, but also mm-hmm. uh, another friend of ours, Al, uh, visited uh, with us around the same time. And uh, whilst you were working your like 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. shift, yes, at the at the parks, I was uh-huh. uh, me and uh, Al. We went to that uh, Player One arcade, barcade. Excuse oh, me. fantastic! That's right, and we uh, we eventually got ourselves in front of a PlayStation console or a Xbox console. I don't remember which. And what did you guys uh, wind up playing? Well, first we started playing Call of Duty, okay. you know, enhanced mm-hmm. robot armor game. Right. Uh, but I mean, it basically was like Counter Strike, mm-hmm. where it's just me and him trying to shoot each other. But the problem is, I don't play those games, mm-hmm. first-person shooters. So yeah. it's just everything for me to find him. In the abandoned <laughs> resort that the two of us are in. Right. So I'm looking for him, and this is boring because the mm-hmm. map's not telling me where he is. And then once I find him, the trigger's so sensitive, I, I like I can't hold it still. I can't aim at him and shoot without it going all over the place. Oh, I'm you just... mean the, the aiming device? Yeah, it's horrible. It's, I'm yeah. spraying and praying, and I'm like, I'm trying to just, you know, auto-target. Mm-hmm. I, I He's right there. Right. It should be close enough. And that's probably a setting of the game. You could probably have adjusted that if you owned it at home. Yeah, if I knew how it worked. To fine-tune it, yeah. I did not know how it worked. Well, and then Yeah, go on. And then we Mm -hmm. uh, played uh, Left 4 Dead 1, because we played 2 last time. Okay. Where we were in the apartment building and never got out for like an hour. Right, we got Uh, our butts whooped by zombies. Exactly. This time we got to the first safe room. Okay. We got to a safe room, but again, it's there's like no direction on what to do in that game. It doesn't tell you where to go. It's just like you're blindly going. And, I, and I, after a while, like after 40 minutes of that, I'm like, this is not fun anymore because I don't know what the goal is here other yeah. than shooting zombies. And that no longer amuses me. I think the issue with some of those games, particularly the, the home console games at Player One, is that if you haven't played them on your own or own them on your own, then it's uh, that learning curve is better suited in in a home environment, and then once you've mastered the game or at least understand the game, then you can play. Oh, hey, let's let's play this game from that library or that game. You know, they have a great collection there. Oh, but if it's your have. first time, if it's your first time playing it, you might as well stick to the uh, the stand up arcade games they've got there. Yeah, I don't even have patience for those games though. Like even at home, I have no patience for those games. I just it's like I'm just dying and being brought back to life over and over and over again. And again, it's you know, it's like that's too many hours. Mm-hmm. I could waste my time with many other things. You're sounding like play. an old person. No, no, no. <laughs> I need direction when I shoot aliens. Fair. Yeah, what am I supposed to be doing, you schmuck? Where do I go? 
<laughs> I shot this guy already. Why is he back? Yeah, I'm going to get my medicine. Eh. So, um, there was, uh, actually, I guess it was like after you left town, I think, because you weren't there. We, we did the mini golf that Oh, you uh, guys finally Saturday. went to the, uh, it was the winter yeah, and summer? Winter Summerland, uh, yes. I can mention Disney. It's not, a not against the law for me to mention Disney, but, uh, mm. they, uh, they have a Christmas themed golf course and you can choose either a winter theme or a summer themed. And Elizabeth and I went there, um, when it was much colder so it was great to do the christmas theme during christmas during a winter theme and it was nice and cold out so when it was nice and uh hot and humid alfred and i chose the uh summer theme and uh it's a it's a really nice golf course what's what i like about it is a it's christmas themed and it happened to be christmas time but as a result it's you know, it's it's Disney and it's like permanently fixed. So yeah, you can go there any time of year, but it's great going there during Christmas time and having something that's like actually built in a quality way. And they actually have like the 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 cool stuff you expect out of a mini golf course, but you never seem to get, like the moving bridge or trying to kick it through, you know, hit it through a windmill type scenario. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of animatronics in the actual golf course. I wonder who had the who at the co-Jones to go to the Disney park, whoever the supervisors of the Disney park and say, Hey, you know what I think we need in this park with rides and animatronics and millions of dollars of, of characters. I think we need a mini golf course. That's what people want. They've already been built up around Orlando. I think it was the next step. I think. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's like everywhere else. Yeah. I think that's what they were saying. It was like, you know what? Why make, why give people a reason to leave property when we can keep them here? Here's another thing that'll keep them here. The fact wow. that we also have mini golf. They're just taking everything from the little guy. Squeezing the rest of Orlando dry. Okay, let's get into uh, 30 for 30. 30 for 30, the U part two. Mm-hmm. Um, for those unfamiliar with the original U documentary from the previous season, that uh, covered the rise of the University of Miami football team to prominence from basically nothing. Uh, they had no real reputation as a football team. And then nope. in a matter of only a few seasons, they won their first national championship um, as a result of Howard Schnellenberger, who was offensive coordinator for the undefeated uh, Miami Dolphins football team. He took over as the head coach and he led the team within a few years to uh, their first national title, the first of now five. Oh, um, that's yeah. a lot, huh? That's that's a lot, especially within uh, five acquired within, um, a tw- was it 20 years? Yeah, I think it was 20 years. So, yeah, that's a, that's a decent amount. In fact, f- um, four of those were acquired within 10 years. Whoa. Yeah, so that's pretty fast. From nothing to to four titles within ten years, it's and it's they're still remarkable. on top. No, <laughs> never gonna fall. <laughs> you can't stop them now. Things well, just started. Hold on, are, are we referring to the U Part Two, or are we referring to actual today? I don't know. Okay, because actual Which today is a pretty darn to? depressing story. the 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 U Part Two was was a an interesting story that uh, led up to the fifth national title of the uh, of the team. Now, if you're talking about what's actually happening today, it's uh, it's a pretty bad. Mm-hmm. You've got mm-hmm. a, a head coach in the middle of basically a nine year deal uh, who now has a losing season and basically can't be fired for a while now. 
The um, current head coach? What's that? I thought they were going to fire the current head coach of the team. I thought he was going to be fired. Oh, no. No, he's signed through the beginning of 2020. And Why would they do that? Because they're idiots. I have no idea the stupidity that went on behind closed doors to get this deal done. The the um, the public uh, reasoning for extending him beyond his original four-year deal, uh, it was either a four- or five-year deal, was because he was patient with standing by the university through this scandal with Nevin Shapiro that went That's down. That's right, because he took yeah. over right when that all went down. Right when that all went down. People were abandoning that school like rats from um, a football program, that is. I remember mm, that. Yeah, but abandoning is, I mean, hard to say. Like, no one actually left their position. They were, well, it was like the Titanic, and they were just bailing ship. The USS U of M was, was sinking. I take it back. You had to get off. They were in steerage. Two different athletic directors did leave around that time. Um, But uh, the one that hired him wound up leaving, and the one that extended him wound up leaving. And the one that extended him actually fired the coach of University of Nebraska for only having nine wins, which Al Golden has had nine wins as of last season. He only had six wins uh, this current season of uh, 2014. Poor Al Golden. Well, yeah. If, if <laughs> Why would they put a man who doesn't know the game of football in charge of that program, Alan? I don't understand. Well, he was was uh, standing behind his record at Temple, which was not well known for having a good athletic, uh, or at least a good football team. And they went from, I think, zero wins for, before he took over. His this, The next season he took over, they had one win, so there's improvement. And then eventually he got them bowl eligible for the first time in like 40 years. And then he got them up to like maybe a nine win season at some point. So they thought, yeah. oh, if he can do that with Temple, think what he could do with Miami. But yeah, he's uh, he's very stubborn. He has not fired a single person in his entire head coaching career, whether it be at Temple or at Miami. So No, you don't fire people. You build them up. He, yeah, he has fire him and you let him off the hook, even right. if they make mistake after mistake after mistake, even if they're awful at their job. Would Coach Taylor fire him? No, no. <laughs> he, you know who no, you need Coach for your Taylor team, Coach Taylor. People? Yeah, you we should see if Coach, Coach Taylor. Taylor can be hired. That's true. Him and Mrs. Oh. Coach. Mrs. Coach can take uh, Donna Shalala's job. Oh, that'd be great. There you go. So you have some southern. You have that twang of music where he gives advice mm-hmm. before every game. I'll let me tell it. you. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell you something. That's how he starts all of his speeches. Let me tell you something. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. You see that woman over there? That's my wife. That that girl next to her? That's my that's my daughter. Don't, don't touch, touch her. either don't, of them. Don't you touch them? Don't okay, touch Coach. Hey, Miss Coach. All right. Practice is over. All right. Let's go. All right. Don't Say hi to your mama for me. Don't touch Coach's ladies. All right. That's all he teaches us. <laughs> he doesn't teach us any of the fundamentals of football. Just tells us who not to touch. Last person to touch someone with my family, he, he became paralyzed from the neck down. Just he used keep that in mind. Is that what happened to QB one street? That's what, hap- that's what happened to. Him. Oh God, that's what we didn't see in the <laughs> yeah. in the in the in the, the that's, prologue. That's from, that's that, from that movie. That's from that movie you didn't watch. Oh uh, no, I saw that movie. I got a T-shirt I, from that movie with oh, Billy Bob. Hooray! That's another Billy Bob movie. Guy from uh, Tokyo Drift is in that movie. 
uh, Lucas, Josh something Lucas. Mm. He's coming back in Tokyo Drift when they bring that back. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not Tokyo Drift, but Fast and Furious Seven. So yeah, yeah. See, mm-hmm. Coach just tells uh, Coach tells him, hey, let me let me tell y'all something. Your QB, that's like my wife. You don't let them touch my wife, <laughs> and you don't touch my wife. No one yep. touches the QB because that's my wife, or my daughter. The ball is my daughter. QB one is my wife. QB two is my daughter. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the ball's my daughter. The ball's my daughter. Don't, don't let them let, touch the ball, but you don't, don't touch no it either. Ever. No one touches the ball. All right. Just let it drop on the ground. That's all. Don't let no one touch it. You're fired, Coach Taylor. That's horrible <laughs> advice. Let me tell you something. What are you going to tell me, sir? You're right. I have no I have no knowledge of football. I do not understand how the game is played. Why can't they use their feet? They can't use their feet in this game? I don't get it. I just know how to give good speeches. That's it. That's all I know. I let That's my all I, ever I let my underlings handle the actual football technicalities. And Luke, Luke Campbell, he's hard to sell this team. My wife is the most beautiful woman who is typecast to play a mother in every scene she does. Where is my wife? Is she with Luke Campbell? Oh no, no, no. Oh no. Well, uh, what's uh, UM's Division Three, right? I don't know uh, my no. college football, but that is a <laughs> Division, Division three. three team, right? No, no, no. Division no. Four. Well, first of all, they no longer number them. They used well, actually, no. Division One. Uh, I take it back. Division One wasn't it divided into one double A and one A, but one uh, A is now FBS and one double A is FCS. And then Division Two II and Three are something else altogether. Where's FIU in that? FIU is a uh, FBS now, in the same type of uh, division as Miami. Oh wow, good for yeah. them. Yeah, good for them. I saw this uh, movie on Netflix that's been eyeing me for a long time, and I finally had some time to kill over the holidays. It's called Division Three. All right. Um, something's finest football or something. It's just a bad. Bad, not a great movie. It was entertaining enough. It's like a two, three star movie. It had Andy Dick as the coach, a Southern coach, and he actually did a good job. I mean, he kind of played like what people think of him. He kind of played that, so it, it worked. Mm-hmm. It worked. Uh, he would say get some a lot. Andy Dick as a head coach. That's interesting. Yep. He was not a great head coach, if you can imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine any Andy Dick being anything but a great coach. Then you would be wrong. Oh. All right. All right. Hey, so. you guys. Why don't you hit the showers? <laughs> yeah, but with a southern why accent. Why don't southern y'all? Why don't y'all hit the showers? Yeah, he toned down the gay. He, toned <laughs> it down. he was just I more get, mean than gay. He was mean. Picture him. He's twirling the uh, the 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 coach whistle around on his finger. Yeah. He's like. Y'all need some showers. Yeah, you see, he never implied he was gay in the movie, <laughs> but they still left the shower room in one scene when he showed up. Oh, like God. all the other guys except for the QB, like QB three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because he wanted to talk to QB three. But uh, there you go. Uh, it was it's entertaining. I mean, like if you're like uh, I want to watch something on Netflix, it's good enough. Let me tell you something, QB three. <laughs> Wait, you and wait I is that the Coach Taylor speech? You and all, I learned how to coach from Coach Taylor. Oh, my God. Y'all need to carpool with me someday. <laughs> Save on some gasoline. That's a good dandy dick. 
right there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I had I didn't know I had it in me. Yep, you do. You do have a menu. Boom. No. I don't have a little you dick got a in menu me. You now. You got, no. <laughs> you got a lot of dick in you. Boom. No. <laughs> hey yo. Hey. Clean show. All right. Uh, so UM turns out okay in this documentary. Great. Yay. Uh, the documentary, um, doesn't end on a bad note. I mean, and on where the documentary ends, it's like, okay, and now the future is Al Golden. Uh, flash forward to today where the future with Al Golden is not so optimistic. I mean, he just ended a losing season and again, he hasn't fired anyone. He has no intention of firing anybody. Uh, and it doesn't seem like anyone understands how he's going to improve the situation the current recruiting class doesn't even look all that impressive so i uh, i don't see a lot of hope going forward now bad. this summer a new university president is going to take the reins we don't know who that will be or what this person will do to change the direction of the football team if any so all things remain to be seen always drama in coral gables florida <laughs> back to you <laughs> back to you all right, who's uh who was the who was the stuck up uh, dean? Was that foot foot? Butch Davis. Butch no, Davis? no, the dean, the dean, the dean, from the first documentary. Oh, Tad Foot. Tad Foot. Maybe it's Tad Foot Junior. The rebel Jr. Tad Foot. Uh, he actually, I met him actually. Uh, Tad back Foot. In, yeah, back in '98, uh, I uh, I contracted food poisoning from one of their cafeterias on campus. Oh. Okay. And uh, he, I was the last one to be released from the uh, doctor's hospital on campus uh-huh. there. And he actually came to visit me to see how I was doing. You're not going to sue us, are you? Come on, son. Come on, son. I got tickets here. I got tickets here to the Rose Bowl. <laughs> not going to get those from anybody else. You can watch the foosball game that Yay. they like to play. Good on you. With those big guys. Mm. Whatever it is game us. they play, they like to play there in the fields. How many people got sick? Uh, I think like 12. Wow, you were the last one? Interesting. Yeah. Mm. I, I guess I was. they said I was the the worst dehydrated of everyone there. Okay. You have yeah. a weak body. Weak body. Weak, well, yeah, I was a weak skinny body. dude. First to go. Remember that, mm-hmm. everybody. First yeah. to go. Alan is the food when you decide people are food. No, I have not a lot to eat. What? There's not you're, a lot on me to eat. Yeah, I know. Well, that's why you're the first. Oh, okay. We don't want to eat a big person. We got to save that in case things well, get really bad. And well, the big people they don't run very fast, so you may as well get them first. Nah, nah, you're you're gonna die anyway. We're gonna take nah, you. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Agree to disagree. Okay. Agree to disagree. All right. Hey, talking about eating people. What? Oh, good segue. Hey, Alan finally saw the damn last episode of The Walking Dead, the mid-season finale of season five. Of Walking season Dead. five, mid-season yes. five. Yeah, what are your thoughts there? Um, this is spoilers, by the way, everybody. So, oh yeah, tune spoilers. away for like five minutes if you have not yet seen mid-season finale of The Walking Dead. So, Walking Dead. It's um, first of all, the previous season with the uh, the killing of the. Uh, the, the the girls like I was I was like within the context of the show is like very heart wrenching and especially having a, a daughter like yeah. very very hard to see uh, but then I got angry because I was like this is a freaking writer who's doing this to me like I'm pissed that they're putting me through this so 
Um, I was all, honestly considering not watching the show anymore. Really? Um, yeah. Just, uh, just do I want to go through these emotional turmoil, especially when there's no light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah. These characters have nothing to live for, and like if they all died, like at the point past the little girls dying, I was like, so what's the point? Why should anyone deserve to live? Um, so like yeah, if like someone firebombed the whole group, I'd be like, eh, show's over. Like I, I don't think I'd be moved anymore because I've I've reached my limits. Uh-huh. Um, but you know they they definitely were trying to push it more this season. Um, the uh the cannibal stuff they they extended beyond the terminus, uh, city limits. Yeah, and uh, the like what they did and showed was like wow, like ugh, jeez, like you've seen people being eaten before on the show, but it just yeah. wasn't in the way that they were showing like actual cognizant people doing it and like being okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. they were beyond that point. They were you know beyond the point of like. We've accepted this a long time ago, and now we're cool with it. Yeah, we just don't talk about it because it's just a fact of life. You got you're gonna be eat. You're you're the eat. You're the you know predator or the prey. That's what the guy said. You're the yeah. cow or you're the farmer. Right. Uh, but then, like you know, he would also try to do these moral superior, you know, st- like we gave you guys a chance. You know, we wanted you to be with us, but. Oh, yeah, no. well, you're trying to justify. I mean, you try right. to justify it in your mind, like try to. But he was a really snarky dick about it. I mean, that guy was exactly. like especially snarky about it. You know what I mean? No, he I know like exactly what you mean. Well, that's he didn't what I'm have saying. To eat it's Bob like, in front of Bob. Oh, exactly. And he's like, I'm trying to talk to you like a person. Like, hey, I'm trying. I'm I'm being morally superior here because you guys are the criminals and we're all high and elite and whatever. And it's like, yeah, no. Pissed because my mom's dead. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. say it. I'm pissed because my mom's dead. So I want to make you suffer more than you have to. Um, was that his mom? Was that uh, Tashi R? Mo- yeah. Mom? Yeah. Tashi R was his mom. Okay. Uh, you know, and I get it. And, you know, and I do think that they play fast and loose with the food on the show. These guys are only hungry when it serves <laughs> like the script. Right. Because it's like, they're like, what are you eating? What are you guys eating? There is no more food. <laughs> I mean, most of the, the fresh food's gone. That's gone. There is no fresh food unless right. you come across like a like a raw orchard. If you're in mm-hmm. farmland, if you were smart, you'd just be in farmland and right. just be like hang out in farmland all the time. Mm-hmm. That's what you would do. And there's because there's not a lot of people mm-hmm. and there's fresh food. The problem is like the farm, you're going to have people already there. Right. But they never have approached that, you know, but it's like we're just never hungry. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, you you should be talking about it all the time. It smells, I'm hungry. These are the things we should be hearing all the time. Mm-hmm. It smells worse than awful here, and it smells like dead people everywhere, and I'm hungry. All this, the time. Um, this priest they encounter in the church, I'm still not sold if this guy's a real priest. Yeah, I could see that. You know, like, like the stuff that he says and does doesn't strike me personally as a man of faith. Yeah. I and honestly, that the, the, the position he's taking is like, the Lord abhors violence. It's like, I, that's not a passage. Like, maybe you need to quote a passage, you know? <laughs> it's like, not really, you know, I just didn't see him really, he didn't quote, he didn't quote anything. He hasn't quoted any sort of biblical passage in this whole thing. I feel like if he wasn't a priest, like, they would have revealed that by now, though, because they've already maybe. left... Like, they've kind of, le- I mean, he went with them to go to Atlanta 
to the hospital, right, at the very end? Did he? I think he was there with them. I think he joined them. He had to. Oh, I don't think he okay. stayed at the church. I don't think he I don't think he stayed at the church. He may have stayed at the church, but they were outside the church. They weren't mm-hmm. inside because they locked the zombies inside. He can't stay there anymore. Right. His church right. is gone. Okay. His his like and if I think... he was the priest, then his flock has retaken the church. Right. And now he's the one that's been exiled. I you know what I think they would have revealed it if he wasn't a priest. I think by now we sh- we would have known. That's probably and, true. I just plus, it just may be a, a poorly written priest. Yeah. And plus we already have the con from the other guy. So there's gonna be like two con guys. That seems like too many con guys. It's possible mm-hmm. as far as that world. Uh, oh, I wanna right. get into that real quick. Okay. Um all right. Well, number one uh, and I, I'm no, I don't think I've mentioned this on this show just because you haven't seen it. Like, well, how do you feel about the reveal of the con? And, and I can't remember the character's name now, but the guy who claimed to be a scientist with the CDC and he reveals that. Uh, oh, if you're oh, jumping in for five minutes, the autistic dude. We're still spoiling, guys. Go forward another five minutes. Still spoiling. You're talking about uh, the uh, the Asperger's guy, right? I guess he has Asperger's. Sure, yeah. I mean, it <laughs> seems like it. Mm-hmm. He does seem like Sheldon Cooper a bit, like a southern, like show, like a redneck Sheldon Cooper. Right. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I I can I can kind of believe that Abraham might fall for it because he desperately needed something and right. he wouldn't question it. But mm-hmm. they mention about like nine people who have died escorting this guy. And right. I cannot fathom that nine people would not have challenged him to the veracity of his claim wouldn't have challenged him and said, Hey, whether or not Abraham's like, shut up, we believe him, you know, like, no, I'm going to risk my life for this guy. I need to hear something that makes him sound legit. And the guy's like always saying that's classified. I can't tell you like Mm -hmm. if he gave a little bit more, if he was a better con man, I would buy it. But based on what he's given so far, I don't buy that people would die for him. I just don't think it was well-written. I believe that, there's a level of con that he could have where people mm-hmm. might believe it based on them wanting to believe it and him having enough bait. Like even if he was a pharmacist, like just make him a pharmacist. I'm a, I was a pharmacist or I knew a guy at the CDC. I cleaned at the so CDC. What, did, I may have missed that. Did he actually reveal that he's a professional con man? No, he didn't say he's a con okay. man. He just revealed that he lied. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. Um, so this yeah, is what it's... I'm saying he would have to be a con man to con nine people into dying for him. It can't just be, you know, they well, believe I th- me. no, I think what they, what he did was he conned, he, he just conned the strong dude. Mm-hmm. And as a result, the strong dude was like, this guy's going to Washington with me. He's got the cure, blah, 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 blah. And no one's really going to be like, well, even if I don't believe the con man, I, I, the, the, the strong dude still got some skills I could get behind. I get regardless. that. And I could see how people would follow them for a bit. Mm-hmm. But at some point there needs to be like, okay, you know, I get that you believe him, Abraham, but there's nothing that this guy has said that makes him seem legit. I mean, I feel like it would come up if they're what they have nothing to talk about all day. They're no, just sitting with each other. I, mean, I, it, it I would think come up. I think that people, yeah, they wanted to believe something a, but B, remember when he revealed it, like no one else took it as hard as Abraham. Everyone else was like, oh, man, well, that sucks. But like they didn't really like, no, no, there's no hope. Like they didn't really pin their hopes to this guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. 
You know, I, I don't think they were completely I, I don't know sold about, on I, him. I just feel like they're kind of dead inside already. So, like, yeah. this is just like, oh, my sister's dead. It's like one of those things. Mm-hmm. Oh, Blank's dead. Oh, well. Like, they've, but that's... they've faced so much pain that they they just don't mm-hmm. react like they would normally react anymore. I think that they... I think that they may have been like, oh, man, but it's just like so like another mm-hmm. thing. Oh, yeah. well, mm-hmm. that they just didn't show it as much as they normally would. Yeah. I'm just interested now. What do you think they're going to do now? Like I've, I've like not I've only really a real little bit of the uh, graphic novel. So I'm nowhere up to. I this. know nothing about the. Uh, so the, I'm just the, like the comic. I feel like it would have been great if they let the Washington storyline go for a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, on the other hand, though, I think it's like bold to just say, nope, that was BS. Mm-hmm. Find something else. Yeah, but ultimately, that's my issue with the show. It's uh, there's there's nothing for them to be living for. And clearly their morality is like degrading as they go on. Mm-hmm. So what what is really the point of rooting for Rick and the gang? Because he's Rick. Sure. Because he's going to do that sign thing like he did from Love, actually. <laughs> Is that him? That's him. Great. He's the sign guy from Love, actually. Hooray. He's going to find that British girl. Her <laughs> husband's probably dead now. They're going to get married. She kissed him. She's interested. Rick needs a woman. And that's how it'll end. Oh, you know what I want the show to end as? What? Okay, I want them to go to, like, New York City. Mm-hmm. And and they're they're shocked that New York City still has full power after all uh-huh. this time, uh-huh. and and it's revealed that someone running New York City is luring all the walkers into the the subways, and they're all being trapped on these inclined treadmills, and they're powering the city because these walkers never run out of energy. That's right. So it's perpetual energy, and then they just live off the walkers' energy indefinitely. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. That's clever. Yeah, all you need is treadmills and the walkers won't get you. Yeah. That's all you need. Treadmills. Mm-hmm. That's there you that go. Somewhere. Boom. Good ending. Yeah. And then I don't end know. the show playing um New York, New York with Frank Sinatra. Yeah, I feel like you know, I feel like um this show is just gonna end where I mean there's either gonna be some big last stand or it's gonna be where they find this isolated island somewhere and they just can defend it well. And then they're like, well, we can defend it. We're going to lose people. But we but it's like the prison would have worked if the governor wasn't a dick. The prison mm-hmm. would have worked. Right. They could have fortified the prison. More people would mm-hmm. have showed up. They could have had a community there. But mm-hmm. the governor like made it like unusable. And what are the chances of someone finding a tank that they can make work? You know what I mean? That was right. like really almost impossible. So there are ways. It's like Terminator. You can alter mm-hmm. the future. It's just hard to do. And you're going to have to be clever about it, but you can do it. I think they can find a place to be. It's just going to be hard to do. Oh, I we did didn't not... We didn't wrap it up We uh, with uh, Beth in the hospital. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I like that they brought in Everyone Hates Chris. That's pretty cool. Plus, they have to replace Bob. That is the – they have to maintain their African-American numbers because that's what The Walking Dead does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, uh, but, uh, Beth, I didn't, uh, I didn't care for how her sister Maggie reacted. Like, you know, I, I could understand that Maggie just like assumed that Beth was dead, but then right. for her to freak out when she finds out she is dead, I get it. But I'm also mm-hmm. like, no, you just, you know, 
Yeah, you had accepted she was dead like recently, and and now, so you got hope, and then she's gone. It's like, yeah, okay, but people are dying all around you all the time. Like, I know it's sad, but it's not like a regular day, and then someone just got murdered in your family. I just would have liked a different. I would have either liked her being really sad. So by mm-hmm. the time she sees Beth dead, it's just like, oh, okay, I, I knew it was happening. You know, something different. I don't know. I just didn't care from zero to, oh, right. my God, my sister's dead. Because, you know, come on. Mm-hmm. I get it. It is a reasonable uh, reaction. I could see it happening because I understand why she wasn't crying either. I could get that. Uh, they're dead. If someone, If two people go away and one person comes back, other person died. I don't need to ask about it. You can tell me if you want to tell me we need to help them. If you don't say we need to help them, they're dead. They either got bit or you killed them or you murdered Mm -hmm. them, but they're dead. I don't need to know the details because it's not pleasant. Yeah. Oh, is she dead? Dead? No, she's walk. She's a walker now. She'll walk forever. Yeah. Oh, good. Now I'm glad I know. (laughs) Oh, wait. No, that's horrible. Right. When she coach. When she died. Like, when I, as a viewer, saw her died, I was like, wow, that was abrupt. But I didn't feel like, oh, no, they killed Beth. Because I, I, I felt, as a viewer, I've been numbed to people dying. Yeah, it was a bit abrupt. I did, I did like, though, I did like, though, how they were, the cops were like, listen, we both just lost someone. Let's just both walk away. I did like that. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that says that there is, I mean, there, there you know, there are people that can be reasoned with, even in this crazy world. Even like, cause there's gray, it's just gray. It's just, everything is gray. So you can mm-hmm. switch it on from bad to good. You know, you can get there. It's like, you know, we're not going to take vengeance today. We'll all die here. If we do that, we'll all get shot and die. So let's mm-hmm. just walk away. Hey, you can even stay if you want. We need you. Let's try mm-hmm. to get past this. And they're like, no, uh, yeah. you know, but we'll take whoever wants to go. And then it's just, everyone hates Chris and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Um, yeah, it was abrupt, and because AMC spoiled it on their Facebook page, it wasn't even a surprise to me. So I don't really know how I felt about it, it because I already it wasn't, knew. It wasn't spoiled for me because I didn't read any of that stuff, uh, yeah. and I still didn't feel all that uh, moved by it. it was shocking, though. It was like, uh, oh, okay. well, because it, yeah, that's true. Like in that scene, first of all, I didn't know Beth was going to stab the cop in the neck. That was a surprise. Mm, she just went rogue. He's like, stab, bang. And like everyone's like with this dead surprised look on their faces and they fall over. Yep. But the gang's back together. Hooray. I thought that was going to be a thing. Now the gang's back together. And if they, who knows? Like, I really hope that that dude knows is not like knows a little something about the cdc you know something like it would be great what i would love to see for the rest of the season you know i don't work for the cdc but i know a guy who did okay or Mm -hmm. something or they have to be doing something that's where they would be if they were doing something they would be doing it there Mm -hmm. they have like tons of bunkers in washington that's where they would be that's where the president would be Mm -hmm. unless there was a nuclear thing so there has to be something there we should go there I want to see some progress. Yeah. I think that the show tries too hard to crush your optimism. But if they crush your optimism completely, why are you watching? Yeah. Like, just surviving for the sake of surviving doesn't seem motivating for me. Well, they just got to get out of Georgia. Everything will be better <laughs> once we get out of They're back to square one. They're back in Atlanta. They're, you know. Yeah, it's like, you're. come on, this was like three years ago. 
Let's go. Yeah. Uh, let's just. Stay I wonder here. if this is the hospital that Rick was in. <laughs> no, he was in the county. Oh yeah, he wasn't in that hospital. He mm-hmm. went to Atlanta. And when is that dude gonna catch up with him? What's his face? Lenny Bruce. Not uh, Lenny Bruce, but uh, is that the dude from season one who had yeah, the son? Yeah, season one. Okay, so yeah, now he's he's giggling and and back in action. He's okay. tracking them. Yeah, so good. But get there already. You're a great actor. Join this cast. Yeah, but they're adding everybody now. So join. I'm the cast. curious as to what the heck is going to happen. He's just going to be like, "Hey guys, I got a secret. We just shoot them, lay traps around everywhere." That's thank you. That tells it. No, we've been doing that. Thank you. Gotham. <laughs> yeah, Gotham. All right, so you finally saw the season ender. I'm uh, I'm caught up with the uh, the season finale or this mid season finale. I'm gonna Excuse say me. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me. Mid season finale. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. this right off the bat. I don't. I think that his girlfriend is a straight up hoe. Okay. Because <laughs> okay, this is she, uh, James Gordon's. Assume, yeah, James Gordon, Barbara, mm-hmm. mother of Batgirl. To right. be Batgirl. Yes. She left him. Fine. I get it. I can't handle this. I thought mm-hmm. I could. I told you that I could. I right. forced you to tell me about it. And when you mm-hmm. did, I left you. Fine. Dick move. Understandable, though. Okay. Reasonable. Because she was with Victor Zaz and all that crap. And it got real. And it's like, oh, I can't handle this. But then she goes and sleeps with that woman. No. No. I missed that part. When when was that? She was in bed with what's her face, the 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 the, the lesbian cop from uh, Major Crimes. Like yeah, yeah, the and the Ron, Renee Montoya, Renee Montoya. Renee Montoya. Yeah, she was in bed with Renee Montoya at the end of the episode. Oh, I missed that. At the end of one of the episodes, but you saw like all the way to the season finale, so you would have seen this. She was just laying in bed, and she, like, and James is trying to call her, and it's like, please come home. And she here's the thing: I think they cut to that that couple as well in bed in the beginning of the uh, next half of the mid season. Yeah, and I talk- assumed that it was actually Fish Mooney and her little uh, mole, her her stooge there. Nope. I thought that's nope, who Fish it was, is not sleeping like, with her mole. Oh, Fish is okay. not sleeping. Her mole is like twenty four seven at what's his face's house. Okay, okay. Fish is not sleeping with the mole, and Barbara is sleeping with her ex. And I don't care for that writing. It's a bad mm. writing choice because she doesn't. She doesn't come across as oh, I just I just left the man I love. So either she doesn't really love him that much, or she's very promiscuous or bad writing. Because well, I don't I get think, that. I get I think her they... staying with Renee. Maybe, maybe they're, staying with Renee, not sleeping with Renee. Well, they're setting up Barbara being someone that's not uh, a sympathetic character, uh, possibly because Frank Miller's year one of Batman involves uh, Commissioner Gor- or James Gordon at the time um, cheating on his uh, wife. Yeah. Who has a baby uh, waiting for them at home. So, yeah. I, I'm wondering if this is their take on, well, you know, maybe he had good reason to cheat on her or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, that's my presumption. And they just brought in that uh, that woman from uh, Firefly and uh, and Homeland. Oh, yeah. As um, Dr. Um, Tomlinson, I think it was. It's it's the woman who, and she was in Batman the Animated Series, played by um, Dr. Pulaski from Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh-huh. She um, counseled Bruce through the death of uh, his parents. 
Okay. So this is the same character who is a sympathetic uh, ear for Bruce as he went through this traumatic experience. All right. So maybe yeah. uh, Gordon's going to hook up with her. Who knows? Yeah. Still, I, I guess so. But, you know, I don't know. That just didn't. She was like she went from love to cheat so fast. Right. It's like abrupt. It's like, come on. She's OK. Yeah. It seems like she wouldn't be in the mood to sleep with anybody. Yeah. Or at least I, like at least make it where it's like, oh, I I think we're done. So it's kind of OK. But I don't know that we're done. So, I'm, you know, like a little bit of longing, like play with it before you do it. Yeah. Don't just like blah. They're sleeping together, right? Okay, okay. I guess so. Maybe and there's a story that we haven't seen. Maybe they could actually set that up. Maybe. Well, I don't trust these writers yet to be that sophisticated. <laughs> I just really don't. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Okay. So, oh, so then you saw the episode where um, so Alfred wait, quick, quick looks review, for... quick review, yeah. quick review. So I'm just looking at the the, the episodes real quick. Um, the the um basically if you're listening to this you understand what gotham is it's uh the the prequel to batman um, just in case i'll explain it in detail right now so <laughs> no but uh also um the balloon man was the third episode of the first half of the season mm-hmm. uh, which was like you know lame attempt at making a a villain. themed villain yeah who doesn't really exist in the gotham universe because they can't um, they introduced Arkham Asylum. They've got, uh, they've got, uh, some history on Harvey Bullock. They've introduced the chemical that will eventually make Bane into the soup, the super serum. Right. But, uh, but and thankfully, thankfully they did not introduce like a kid Bane. Cause I would have oh, gone yeah. ins- and I, I totally would have expected them to do that. Mm, that would have yeah. driven me bonkers. Yes. So good uh, this for them also for not described- doing that. This uh, this uh, describes the penguins' elevation through organized crime, which is interesting. It's cool to yeah. get a little backstory on the penguin. That is interesting, and I like the actor. I like what he does yeah. with it. I think he's good. He's he's one of the main reasons to watch the show. Yeah. Um, and then outside of that, you've got uh, what's his name, Alfred, training Bruce. Yeah, uh, to basically great. defend himself. Yeah. In the episode where uh, they uh, hit the Wayne Manor and he like you know and he fights the guys, right? Who are like really good assassins, uh-huh. but like they're like instead of taking him all at once, we'll leave. We'll fight him one at a time, yeah, as typical ninjas would do. <laughs> I bottle, sir. Yes, I'm the butler. I bottle. Right. And then he just bribes guys to tell him something. No, come. I would have. I would have gotten that from him. Let me beat on him. <laughs> no, thanks. Here, thanks, here's Bullock. Money. <laughs> here's how... money. Tell me what what's going on. Good cop, rich cop. I like that. That was a good combination. <laughs> Bad cop, rich cop. Bad cop, rich cop. Exactly. I'm gonna beat the crap out of you. I'm gonna pay you some money. Just <laughs> well, I like this guy a lot. <laughs> Wait a second. This guy speaks my language because yeah, that's the only great. reason I'm holding out the information in the first place. You are the reason. I would have told you everything if you just gave me money. If only there was money and justice. That's what this city needs. Yeah, exactly. A hero that incorporates lots of money. Oh, well. Uh, Okay, so you saw the episode where Zaz goes to uh, Gotham Precinct. I think you saw that before. Yeah. So all those cops just let a lady get murdered, a lady cop. And it's like, I don't buy that for a second. 
Right. That those cops, like they're ready to rough up people with corrupt cops get hurt. So mm-hmm. I do not buy for a second they would all be cool with someone getting murdered in their garage. Right. That doesn't make sense to me. No. And they kind of acknowledged it a little bit. Um, yeah, it's been, uh, uh, you know, I've enjoyed the last couple of episodes. They've been pretty decent. They've improved since the beginning. The, the yeah. first couple episodes were like, I am not sold on this. Particularly that third episode, Balloon Man. I was like, come on. Yeah. I'm taking a break from this show. But once it got to um, uh, the, what is it, the goat? Yeah, it was good. Spirit of the goat. Yeah, that, uh, that was a good good Harvey Bullock episode, and that, yeah. that made me uh, impressed. Yeah, Dennis Loge, uh, Daniel Loge, Dennis Loge, he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a great actor. What is he known for? Uh, okay, well, he was on... He was uh, the Tao of Steve, I think, was like the big, the independent movie was like you first saw him in. He's been in a bunch of shows. He was in, uh, I'm watching Sons of Anarchy season six right now. He's a guest in that for the season. He was in the show Life near the very end. He had his own show for a little while on FX, but it got canceled. He's just like a really great actor that has these like side parts. So I'm glad he's got this part and I hope they give him more juicy stuff to do because he's a really good actor. Cool. Uh, so we'll see what goes. Oh, and, uh, you know, they had the stuff with uh, Bruce and Catwoman, and they actually made Catwoman, like, you know, tolerable. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice. You seem like Yeah, a nice you get kid. a little better idea of where she's coming from and, yeah. and not just being annoying and, and a thorn in everyone's side. So, yeah, yeah, it's nice to see her actually caring about people that she's in a scene with. Yeah. And then they bring back Poison Ivy. Right. So good, at least. It wasn't just like stunt casting of, you know, oh, you're Poison Ivy. She's like, they're bringing her back for some reason because like, oh, you you cops killed my dad because they thought my dad killed your parents, but he didn't. So that's probably mm-hmm. going to upset me. Yeah. You know, so that was uh, that was cool. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and again, they had good chemistry. Maybe that's they probably why they hired her. She has good chemistry with little Bruce Wayne. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing uh... that's why they hired her. Hopefully the show builds on this momentum by the end of the season because if it's the way the first half of the the season was the, at the beginning, it's not going to last. No, they're learning. They write it's a show over. after the first couple of episodes. They finally get reaction. You know, they can see how the world is reacting and they can adjust accordingly. So, and plus they've had the big winter break, so they have a general idea. But they'll make adjustments. You guys know, or you probably heard about this, but Amazing Spider-Man 3 is a go. They didn't know it was going to happen because the numbers domestically, I guess, were not what Sony had hoped for. And they had this whole thing in mind where they were going to try to pull a Marvel uh, or a DC and say, oh, we're going to do all these movies. We're going to do Sinister Six. We're going to do Venom. We're just going to explore the Spider-Man universe and have our own franchise. But then Amazing Spider-Man 2 didn't do that well. Uh, so they're like, now we don't know what we're going to do, but apparently they've decided they are moving forward with Amazing Spider-Man 3, and Andrew Garfield will be the Spider-Man, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so right. uh, Cinema Blend, which is a website, uh, decided to say, hey, these are the seven things that they need to do to make sure that Amazing Spider-Man 3 works. And I'm going to let you know, Alan, and you give me your feedback, and I'll give feedback too, okay? Let's hear so, it. Okay, from, top to, from bottom to top, we'll start with the last one. Uh, less focus on Oscorp. All right. Okay, so that's what they're saying. They want to do less focus on Oscorp, take it out of there. That sounds like mm-hmm. a good idea. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you've already established what it needs to establish, which yeah. is the origin of Green Goblin. So yeah. move on. Yeah, and that makes if, sense. And the origin of like, apparently, they, you know, like the way they want to do it in this new universe is, oh, all this technology comes from Oscorp for all these villains or most mm-hmm. of these villains, which is like, okay, right. I guess, you know, it's like the where the mutant ooze is, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, I don't care for that. I don't even care for the thing about Peter Parker's dad being a scientist like the only mm-hmm. thing I really like, and I think I've gone over this, but the only thing I really like about this this whole new franchise is Andy Garfield as Spider-Man mm-hmm. more in the second movie than the first one. And that's right. really it. Yeah. Uh, keep Andrew Garfield. That's number mm-hmm. six. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I think that's great. Yeah, fine. Keep him. Sure. Uh, but let's let's age him already. Maybe even out of college. You know, let's like give him a job. Let's he's a, he's a grown man. He's not mm-hmm. a kid. Okay. Uh, let's see him. You know, let's let's see him in real life, real relationships too. The one thing that mm-hmm. annoyed me about the original trilogy is that they always went to the will they, won't they, with Peter Parker and Mary Jane, even though they were together. Mm-hmm. It's like no, they will. She decided by two, right. by three. It shouldn't be a question. Okay, they live together. They're adults. They're they're doing what adults do. Let's see a real. Once you reveal, once you reveal the identity, then there is no more. Will they? Won't they? Yeah, it's like, like she's in or she's not. Right. If she didn't know, then she'd have good reason to leave him because he's like never reliable. Fine. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, but if she knows that he's got bigger and better things, of course she's going to be a little patient with him. Or focus more on how hard it is to be the girlfriend, the living girlfriend of a superhero. Sure. Like it is for a cop. Like it's hard to right. do this. Show that better. They didn't yeah. show it well enough. They just he became Venom, and there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Scrap the Sinister Six movie. Uh, Sony was planning on doing a Sinister Six spinoff, which mm-hmm. was kind of like Suicide Squad. I guess they're going to do a Suicide Squad right. type movie, but with the Sinister Six, and maybe okay. Spider-Man would show up, and maybe not. But the Sinister Six would be the focus. And these mm-hmm. guys are saying, don't do that. And I no. guess because they got to focus on Spider-Man right now, maybe they got to fix him before yes. they move on. And the sinister or the the Suicide Squad, I mean, is essentially bad guys doing good. Yeah, they're working for the federal government, and you know, it's like, yeah, the federal government doesn't care if you live or die, but your still ultimate goal is for the greater good. So you have a protagonist. Your villains are are being altruistic on some level. Uh, the Sinister Six, I've never known any of those characters to do something for the sake of a greater good. So I, I think that'd be counterproductive for them to try to do that with characters that aren't meant, aren't meant for that. Okay, yeah. Uh, agreed. Uh, number four, make Venom a priority. The Venom movie. Okay. Now, I have to say that I really like, you know, I didn't follow the comic books that much. I just know from the Clone Wars or the Clone mm-hmm. Saga, which apparently is like one of the worst times to mm-hmm. follow Spider-Man, and it was ridiculous. Yes. It's like, cloning's so easy. I'm going to make a billion of you. You know, it's like, no. But uh, it was interesting to watch just because it had some cool science fiction questions about clones. Are they real? Are they copies? Um, the, but, um, uh, the, yeah. the ultimate flaw with the clone saga was that it was saying that this clone that was introduced in the 1970s uh, was really... The, the, the Spider-Man you've been following ever since. So essentially it was a slap in the face to anyone who ever watched Spider-Man and his amazing friends, you know, anything from that era on. And it's saying, oh, that wasn't the original 
guy that was introduced in the 60s. Uh, and then they kind of backpedaled and they said, oh, no, but no, we're wrong. The guy, the new guy that showed up was really the clone. And you were watching the real Peter Parker this whole time. Never forget what we said. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was kind of like a, a dick move. But they mm-hmm. fixed it. It's like, come on, just stick to your guns at least. Yeah. Be exactly. brave. You're like, no, we're sticking with this. This is what happened. And they'll be, we'll mm-hmm. just make another comic where he's normal again. Right. Um, I, I, but, but, uh, I guess my point was, I didn't follow the comic and I know there's some people aren't crazy about Venom and I know Sam Raimi wasn't crazy about Venom. He didn't want to put him no. in the movie. Uh, right. and, and I wish he did. I wish he held it to his guns. Cause if it was like watching a petulant child, like you, you're ruining this because you don't mm-hmm. want the character in your movie. There's the- he just recently did an interview with Chris Hardwick and he said exactly that. He's yeah. like, there were, there were certain characters that I did not want to be in the film. I did not love and I was going against my instincts when I was making the film, and I, I wish I had not done certain things. Yeah. So yeah, we wish he also that said, too. he also said, uh, raising the bar, like he he thought that was a mistake to try to raise the bar. And I think what he meant was, first of all, the the conclusion of the the climax of the movie was just like absurd. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um. You know, with the giant Sandman as well as Venom as well as. You know, what are the stakes being raised with the relationship between him and Mary Jane? And how is this suit going to affect the relationship and all this stuff that wasn't in his original idea? His original idea, from what I'm believing, is simply Sandman and Harry Osborn, which would have been great. You know? Yeah. Don't introduce the symbiote. Don't introduce Venom. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yes. I, I wasn't fond of Sandman because like I'm the kind of guy with comic book movies it's either magic or it's science and if it's science like try to do a good job of like making science that's like okay I get this is science I I, you know it's sand particles how does he think I mean if it was like Mm -hmm. nanobots Mm -hmm. I would have been fine with that and call mm-hmm. it the Sandman Project, and just make a bunch of tiny nanobots, and this guy transferred his memories or whatever to this artificial intelligence, and these nanobots can form whatever shape they want, and it's like sand, because they're mm-hmm. like particles. That would have been fine. Not, oh, it's actually sand. Mm-hmm. It's just special sand with physics and magic, and this guy can do whatever he wants. It's like, no, you already lost me right there. Okay. okay. Um, you know, to the a couple of there were three villains. You know, there was yeah. there was Sandman, there was a uh, Green Goblin for a little while until mm-hmm. he turned good because his um CSI butler explained how Spider-Man Ugh. couldn't have killed his father. Uh right. and and then there was Venom. And there should have been well, Venom should have been oh, okay. All right. That should have been a two-part movie. That could have been a great two-part movie. And I think in this day and age, they would have gotten away with that. I think the mm-hmm. first half of that, the first movie is he gets the symbiotic suit. The symbiotic suit slowly brings out his true desires, but in very mm-hmm. negative, hurtful ways. And he eventually gets rid of it. That's the end of the first movie. Him battling himself. Venom, his, him in the black suit, he's his own main villain. First movie. That's the villain. He gets rid of the suit by the very end with the bell or the sound or whatever. Second movie, Eddie Brock gets the suit, and now he's dealing with actual Venom who can mimic his powers. Mm -hmm. And then you have Eddie Brock and whoever else. And those are the two movies that could have been made, three and four. 
Um, but that being said, if someone does a good job with Venom, Venom can be a great character. Okay. He can be a great character. I think he can be I think a great he can. anti-hero too. Well, in fact, the uh, in the comic books now, uh, Flash Thompson has the symbiote and he's a different version of Venom. Yeah. They could conceivably do a Flash Thompson-centric Venom movie because he's now a protagonist. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's potential. Exactly. They could do that, except um, have they even shown Flash Thompson in this universe? They have, right? I like think in the so. first it's one, just, they have. He's, he's kind of brushed off. Yeah, he's yeah like, I think he's in this. Yeah, so I wouldn't care. You know, like, it would be great if they had, like, a, a good villain that they could give the symbiote suit to. And I'm not talking about Harry Osborn because, like, I don't care for that character in these movies. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. would have been great if they had, like, someone who was a true villain and who got the suit and decided that I can help people and, like, does that like a rogue Spider-Man, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but I, I would look forward to a Venom movie. I hope they do one. Uh, you know, okay. and you, but it was just like, are you going to go through the origin? Is it, Does it need an origin story? Then he's going to be bad and then get good. Is it going to be like an arc where he's first evil, then he turns good, which would be interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing a Venom movie. It would be cool. I think what made Venom work in his introduction in the comic books was that he superseded so many of Spider-Man's powers. One, yeah. that, that he essentially matched all of his powers but also that he could uh, not trigger the spider sense that Spidey had. So Venom could follow him everywhere he went and not be noticed by Spider-Man. So he could find out all of his family, all of his, you know, you know, patterns of behavior during the day, and he would stalk him. And that was a scary thing. Like, that was what made him a really good villain when he was first introduced. So if they did something like that, where, you know, you've kind of seen Spider-Man, you know, conquer all these villains and then you have Venom where he's, yeah, he's written correctly and he's this really scary stalker that he's like, he doesn't know how to stop. That would be cool. And he could be like, yeah, yeah, he could be doing that and he could actually like pose as a good guy, mm-hmm. like doing stuff as a good guy. Like I'm the new, there's a new spider in town, but he's yeah. actually like a rogue, like, you know, pur- like purple Hulk or something. Where he's like, oh, this guy's like actually a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So all right, we'll go through the last three real quick. Uh, find a okay. new director. I'm down okay. with that. I don't think right. Mark Webb has done a great job with these movies. Mm-hmm. It may be mm-hmm. the writing and not him. But okay. uh, I feel like there are problems with these movies. And, you know, let's either we get rid of the writers or the director or both. We mm-hmm. didn't need an origin. And if he was the one that like was all for that, then get rid of him right then right. and there. Because mm-hmm. that was a bad call. We didn't need all the goop about Peter Parker's parents being like oh. super scientists. So if that was his idea, if he was on board with that, get rid of him right there. It's it. Yeah. And just acknowledging that 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 is in the comics, even that it, even though it is in the comics, it's rarely referenced ever. And, and like, it's just not it's not important to the character Spider-Man. He didn't know these people. So why do we need to know these people? Yeah. And then there's a fight scene with the parents. It's like, why are we watching a fight scene with the parents? They were like super spies in the comics. And I I think that that's what that was playing up. But again, so what? So these guys were like on the side of justice means that Spider-Man has to be on the side of justice. It just doesn't it doesn't affect the character. You're saying that it's in his genes or something. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 
get new producers. Avi okay. Avi Arad, Arad yeah. has apparently been the producer. He's produced like all the Spider-Man movies yeah. so far. He he did all the cartoons and all that stuff. So they're saying get new get new producers in there. Let's let's get some fresh blood in there. Okay. Fresh some fresh takes on it. Maybe yeah. something completely different. Let's while we're getting rid of new director, new producers, let's start from scratch. Clean it mm-hmm. up. And finally form a partnership with Marvel. Huh. Yeah. That would turn everything around. Yeah, that would be great. Let's get them in there with you the know, Fantastic We've already Four. discussed this, but yeah, uh, yeah it, uh, it, it, to me it would be beneficial for Sony to essentially rest on their laurels, say, hey Marvel, we just want to cut, you produce them, it's in your hands now. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it, give it to it, a Disney Corporation and they'll, like, they'll do great and you get paid. Right, exactly. Just they're not going to do that, though, because no. why would they do that? Now, we can make these movies. People will come to these oh. movies. We're going to okay. run this into the ground, and then we will give it up. Once we, maybe, after we've run it into the ground twice, mm-hmm. then we'll give it up. All right, so there you go. Uh, I'll still see it. So, I'm Carlos right. Rivera. I'm Alan Forbes. And this is the comedy podcast, Cluster Fudge. Rudy! Rudy, get into my dressing room! All right, we're going to do all that today on the Cluster Fudge. We have music! Let the music play. Don't don't make up the Cosby Show fifth season South Pacific theme song, especially especially now over our regular theme music. We roofing the the my ties. Ha ha ha. No, poor Bill Cosby. Let's start on a sour note. Boo. Oh no. Bill Cosby. I don't think that's how that went. <laughs> More shows need to have different opening uh, things every every season. A dance, the dance number. That's what we need in TV. Oh, and Please. and. And Thursday night comedy's dead. Bye, everybody. Oh, no more must see Thursdays. Oh no. <laughs> see you when I get back from Cuba. <laughs> Say hello to Castro for me. We'll do. Mm-hmm.